What does the Palestinian resistance say about the current war raging against the Palestinian people by the Israeli Defense Forces? Today, we're talking to one of the leaders of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, PFLP. He is talking to us from Lebanon. We need a new system. We need a new society. We need to demand that which may have sounded impossible even a few weeks ago, but is not only realizable, but an imperative necessity. Welcome to this week's episode of The Socialist Program. I'm your host, Brian Becker. Today, we're talking with Haitham Abdo. He is a representative of the PFLP in Lebanon. Thank you so much for joining our show. Thanks for you. Haitham, before we get started, I just want to frame this conversation. There is a mass movement in the United States in opposition to the U.S. support for the Israeli genocidal campaign against the people of Gaza. The U.S. is deeply involved in this war. It funds the war. It arms the Israeli military. One of the major problems for people in the United States is that we don't get to hear from the representatives of the Palestinian side. And in fact, many of the organizations in the Palestinian resistance, including the most important ones, are labeled by the U.S. government as terrorist entities, as terrorist organizations. In fact, this is an official label put on these organizations by the U.S. government. And as a result, it's almost a prohibition against talking to people from Palestine. That's why we wanted to talk to you, because you are a leader of one of the trends within the Palestinian resistance. Just before we get started, how do you respond to this allegation, this labeling, this characterization by the U.S. government that PFLP and the other resistance organizations are terrorist entities. When we talk about the terrorist, we should know what is the definition of the terrorist. Is the terrorist who one uh, defend on the ground? Is the terrorist uh, the one who make the battle for uh, our people? A terrorist is one who uh, carried out massacres and genocide in '48. The one who killed the children and the women in Gaza now, more than 27,000 of people uh, killed in the past four months. Who is the terrorist? The terrorist is the Zionist occupation. The terrorist now is the one uh, who support this occupation, which is imperialism, which is the United States of America and the Western. This is the terrorist, not our people, not our resistance. We have the right to resist, to return our land. Haitham, as the war in Gaza continues more than four months, as you mentioned, more than 27,000 dead, many, many more wounded. So many people have had their homes destroyed or their homes damaged so that you have a refugee crisis, a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of hunger. This war goes on and on. What are the major demands that the resistance forces are making 
in order to have a long-term ceasefire agreement? What will it take for this agreement to be reached? First of all, we need to stop the aggression against our people. Stop the aggression against our people. Second, left the siege and bring in relief and in medical supply all the necessary needs of our people in Gaza. Also, we affirm that any attempt to circumvent the demand for cessation of aggression, the demands of our people and serve the occupation. What we need to break the siege on the Gaza Strip, they're beginning to supply our people with the all necessities of, uh, of life, while at the same time enabling us to rebuild infrastructure and transferring serious cases of the wounded in the Gaza Strip to treatment abroad in brotherly and friendly countries. This is what we need as an initial thing. And uh, the second thing, after uh, this, after uh, stop the aggression, after uh, the occupation leave the Gaza Strip, they need to do three phases about the release of prisoners. And there is fire. We affirm that the first thing to seize the fire, then we can negotiate about the prisoners. Do you think that the Netanyahu government, very right-wing government, many characterize it as a fascist government, do you think the Netanyahu government and Netanyahu as an individual leader actually wants the war to end, or does he look to a longer war and perhaps a wider war, a regional war? I think Netanyahu needs this war to continue, this war to extend to all the region, because he know well after this war, the first day after the war ends, he will go to the jail. Because of this, he's trying to extend this war. He's trying to go to the other countries like Lebanon, like Syria, like all the, these countries. But till now, he didn't succeed in this. He needs to, to go far through assassination of the resistance commander like uh, Al-Aruri and like the Iran command in uh, Syria and uh, like uh, what did he do? He did not want to stop this war. This is the reality. All around the country, Haitham, when, when Joe Biden or Anthony Blinken go and speak, if they're speaking at a hall, if they're speaking on a university, People are disrupting their speeches and chanting, we demand a ceasefire. We demand a ceasefire. The Biden administration from the beginning embraced Netanyahu. I mean, he was hugging Netanyahu. I thought he was kissing Netanyahu. And he said, we are, we are with Israel 100%, 100%. Here we are four months later. Global public opinion has turned so demonstrably against Israel and against their patrons, against their sponsors in Washington. And yet, so far, the Biden administration has not insisted on a ceasefire. What's your assessment of where the Biden administration or the U.S. government stands on this? What are they hoping for? What are they looking for? Why are they taking the position that they've taken so far? I think if uh, Biden uh, need uh, to stop uh, or to cease fire uh, in Gaza, he can do this through an hour. But uh, he don't want to also to stop this war in Gaza. 
And on the other hand, he don't want to extend this war uh, in all the region. And uh, we saw that through the visits of uh, Blinken and the Hochstein to this area, what they want from Lebanon or from uh, Syria or from uh, the area to not extend the war. This is what uh, Netanyahu uh, needs. The American administration, they have a strategic relation with, yes, they uh, have some problems with Netanyahu as an individual, but they don't have a problem as a base for the imperialism in our region because they, the Israel play a role for imperialism in our region, not only for the America, also for the Western. Given its overwhelming military superiority, meaning Israel's overwhelming military superiority, it has surprised the world that the Israelis have accomplished so little militarily. In other words, they have succeeded in killing all of these civilians. Tens of thousands are dead, including so many children and their parents, their mothers. So many have been killed. So the Israelis are very successful at killing civilians. But so far, it seems to the world that it has not succeeded in spite of its military superiority in accomplishing its primary military objectives. How do you view that? Why is that? From the beginning of uh, this aggression on, uh, on the Gaza Strip, the Israel put uh, two uh, goals. The first one, uh, to return the prisoner. The second thing, to end uh, Hamas or to end the resistance in the Gaza. Uh, after uh, four months now from the, this aggression, what they uh, achieve on the ground? Did they uh, return the prison? Did they end the Hamas or the resistance in the Gaza? Sure not. And will not uh, achieve these goals because the resistance is all, all our people in Gaza is a resistance. Everyone on Gaza is a resistance because he didn't recognize between uh, the one who resists and the civilian. He kills everyone. He kills everything in Gaza Strip. Well, let me ask you then in the same vein, the mass media in the United States portrays Hamas as the Palestinian resistance. In other words, Hamas and resistance, one and the same. There are, in fact, several resistance organizations, including your own, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. Can you comment on the level of cooperation and coordination among the various resistance organizations? Sure, Yanni. There is a truth in the ground. This is a truth that in the first hours of the 7 October, Hamas started this uh, war or the, the, this resistance. But uh, now, from the second day of this war, all the sharing and participating on the ground in this war, because this war is not against the Hamas. This war uh, is against all the Palestinian people. All the parties, all the resistant parties, BFLB, uh, Hamas, Jihad, and other, they contribute uh, with each other on the ground against this occupation, against this uh, aggression. But the media in the West, in uh, the USA and in the Western, says that this uh, war against Hamas, against terrorists, but this is not uh, true. The truth that this aggression against all the Palestinian people, not only in Gaza, we see what happened in West Bank. And we see what happened in uh, the other uh, places. 
Every day, this occupation killed, this occupation destroyed, this occupation uh, arrest. If we can t- uh, see the, since 7 October till now, in West Bank, there are more than 6,300 prisoners, new prisoners. This is against all the people. This is against Palestinian people. And everyone in the Palestinian people now resist this aggression, resist this Zionist occupation. Let's turn to another subject. The whole world recognizes that there is a humanitarian crisis in Gaza, huge crisis. People are displaced, they're wounded, there's no medicine. People are having amputations without anesthesia. Just terrible, terrible conditions. At the same time, the United States and some other major Western powers have announced that they are cutting all aid and funds to the UNRWA, the UN Relief Agency that has tens of thousands of employees in Gaza and has been a principal way that aid has been able to be provided for the people of Gaza for quite a number of years. The reason they're cutting the funds is that they've identified, or the Israelis actually said, that 12 employees of the relief agency out of tens of thousands of employees were actually either members of Hamas or participants in October 7th. Given the fact that the funding is being cut for the UN Relief Agency, what do you think its impact will be? I mean, let's have a realistic assessment of what its impact will be on the people in Gaza. I think uh, what they say uh, about uh, seven or 12 uh, members in Hamas or uh, shared uh, or participate on the 7th of October, this is not uh, really true. This is an, a political issue. We remember when uh, Biden uh, do the century deal, one of the most important things that to end the UNRWA because the UNRWA or the UN nation for the uh, relief uh, Palestinian is the witness of the Palestinian refugee because the, the honor was established with the uh, 194 resolution, which means that the honor remains till the return to the Palestine. This is the first thing. Now they want to end the honor Trump cut the budget of the honor when he was the president of the USA. He cut and he obliged other countries to do the same thing, to stop the nation for the UNRWA. I think this is the political issue. I think this political issue will affect greatly on the Palestinian people, because you know there are millions of Palestinian people uh, benefits from the UN services. Stop services. What will happen? What will happen? I think that there will be more problems in the Middle East not only in Palestine, not only in Gaza, not only in West Bank, also in Lebanon, also in uh, other countries. The main problem in the Palestinian issue, which is the refugee, this is the thing. Let's talk a little bit more about the West Bank. You mentioned the West Bank and what's going on there, but I want to I want to explore that a little bit more. You know, after the first intifada between 1987 and 1991, There was an agreement by the United States or an acknowledgement that Gaza and the West Bank should be treated as one, as one central entity. 
And at that time, during the entire 1990s, the Israeli government kept sending more and more settlers, Israeli settlers into the West Bank and also built the apartheid wall to isolate Palestinian communities. And now we're hearing reports of extreme settler violence against Palestinian civilians in the West Bank. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on in the West Bank? If we back to the 1993, and they uh, say in that time that the result from this uh, agreement, uh, Palestinian state with uh, Gaza and uh, West Bank. But after uh, more than 30 years now, what happened in uh, Gaza? What happened in West Bank? There are more than 850,000 settlers in West Bank. They are, as you mentioned, there is an apartheid wall. They enter uh, every day to the West Bank. They kill, they destroy, they uh, do what they do, what they want. And we saw yesterday when they entered to the hospital and killed the Palestinian uh, in the hospital. The Zionist occupation don't want Palestinian entity and says this uh, clearly. And also in the religion thing, uh, they call this area Yehuda and Samira. They mean that in this uh, word, Yehuda and Samira, that this is ground for the Zionists, for the Jewish. For them, they will not uh, give this uh, land for the Palestinian state. And what they say about the two states is this, this is failed. There is a negotiation about this since uh, tens, uh, 10 of years. What they uh, achieve on the ground? Nothing. They achieve more uh, throw prisoners, more uh, massacres. They, this is in the ground what they happen. Now, if we can talk uh, more, since 7 October till now, uh, since four months, more than 6,000 prisoners, more than 300 uh, Palestinians killed in West Bank, more than three or 4,000 uh, wounded in West Bank. This is what happened. They have the same project for Gaza and for West Bank to remove the people. They want to get rid of the people in Gaza to Sina and in West Bank to Jordan. This is what they, what they need. And we hear from a lot of the ministers and the Netanyahu uh, minister, they talk about this. Sometimes they want to do for humanitarian need. Sometimes for they, uh, in Gaza now there are no life and they want to open the door to the Palestinian to go out uh, the Gaza for the humanitarian uh, things. This is what they need. Let's talk about the stage that we are in for the Palestinian movement and from your point of view. Obviously, the Palestinian movement has gone through many different stages, different phases. The PLO, which was created in the, in the 1960s as part of a rising tide of revolution. And then there was the 1967 Israeli war where the West Bank and Gaza and Golan Heights and parts of Egypt were seized. There was the 1973 war. There was the Camp David summit that basically took Egypt out of the confrontation with Israel on behalf of the Palestinians. There was the 1982 war in Lebanon, the Intifada. We've gone through so many different stages and phases of 
this very, very long struggle. And the struggle won't stop. As you said, it appears that it will be an enduring struggle, something that will continue. From your point of view, what is required to bring about the unification of the Palestinian resistance on both the national and on the political level? And, uh, as you said, the Palestinian uh, issue uh, passed since 1948, or before also, since 1929, uh, 1936, uh, become more focused. We see what happened on October 7th. October 7th not uh, start in seven, uh, October 7th. The October 7th starts uh, before 17 uh, years, not uh, isolated from uh, the, the previous and uh, will not be isolated from the coming uh, actions uh, and coming uh, resistance. As a BFLB, and we, we make an, an, an initiate a unifying uh, command for all the Palestinian parties in order to be responsible for the political stage at this time. Because now we need all the Palestinian party to be one hand, to be unified with their uh, struggles, with their resistance, because uh, this is only the one who will win. We need uh, unity in order to uh, make, after the war, to make the, uh, re- rebuild the Gaza. We need uh, a unity in order to continue the resistance against this Zionist occupy. In order to be strong, the United States uh, says a lot of things about the day after the war ends. The one who decides what will uh, after the first day after the end of this war, only the Palestinian people and the resistance will decide what will happen after this day. According to us, the day after the end of this war will be the victory. We need to rebuild the BLO according to the resistance, not according to the negotiation. This is what we need. Let me ask you, since you are in Lebanon, What is the state or what has been the impact of the war in Gaza on Palestinians living in refugee camps outside of Gaza and in particular inside of Lebanon? Has it had a big impact? If so, how? First of all, uh, all the Palestinians in Gaza or in uh, Lebanon or in any other countries, the Palestinians, one unity, one people. And also what happened in uh, Gaza sure affect uh, on Palestinians in Lebanon. The Palestinians in Lebanon, the Palestinian refugees in Lebanon shared uh, in this war, shared in this resistance, in uh, many things, in uh, military bases, in uh, demonstration, on uh, media, on a lot of things. The Palestinian refugees in Lebanon are part of this people. So they are part of this resistance because the Palestinians are one unit everywhere in the world. Let me ask you one final question. Since October 7th, as I mentioned in the beginning, 
millions of people outside of Palestine have been in the streets demonstrating. In Washington, D.C. on November 4th, we were part of a coalition that brought 500,000 people, one half million people, for the biggest demonstration ever in support of Palestine. On January 13th, there was another massive demonstration in Washington. Every day, every day there are big protests all over the United States. Nothing like this has ever existed before in support of Palestine. It's a brand new era, brand new. And it's not just in the United States, it's everywhere. I just want to know from your point of view as a Palestinian and part of a, the resistance, obviously the struggle is in the West Bank and it's in Gaza, it's in historic Palestine, it's in the refugee camps. But now it has this other global phenomena of mass protest in support of Palestine. Is it significant? Why is it significant? Do the Palestinian people know about it? I wanna just get your view because from our point of view, where we are, I'm in New York City, it seems like we've entered a new political era but how does the Palestinian community in Palestine or in the region view this development politically? I think USA and in all the world in general is very important. Why very important? Very important because the first time, the first time first in, in uh, USA, we saw this massive uh, demonstration or uh, this action. The first thing that this massive uh, demonstration give us strong. What I mean that the, now the Palestinian story in the world is the dominant. Before we say the Zionist story was the dominant in all the world. Now the Zionist and, and all the world government, they now have a big problem. We saw what happened in uh, Lahai. This is the first time from the beginning of the Zionist occupation, they always talk about the genocide of Jewish in uh, the Second War. But now, what happened? They are who do the genocide. This is a very important thing. Now, uh, in this war, more and more people know the Palestinian issue. They are more clear about the Palestinian issue. For example, in USA, more than people in the USA are now with the Palestinian issue. People now more conscious, more clear about the Palestinian issue. The media does not affect on the people uh, like before. This is very important for the Palestinian. For the first time, the Palestinian issue or the Palestinian story spread uh, in everyone. And we see that Biden or uh, the American administration now affected from this, from this transformation in the, uh, in the U.S. This is very important for our people. All the Palestinian refugees here or in Gaza talk about this position for the people inside the USA and inside all other the countries. For example, in Europe, every week, uh, like uh, the New York or like the Washington, there is a massive demonstration. This is very important for us. This is a very important solidarity with the Palestinian people. And if something will affect on the Biden administration, will be this massive demonstration in USA and in other countries. All right, we're going to leave it right there. We've been speaking with Haitham Abdo. Haitham, thank you so much for joining us. Again, 
we wanted to hear your voice because unfortunately, the United States government has determined that resistance organizations, including PFLP, are, quote, terrorists. And as a consequence, there is almost an inability for the American people to hear your side, to hear what you're saying, to hear what you're thinking. And that's why I think this interview is so important. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for you. You've been listening to The Socialist Program with Brian Becker, where we bring you news and views about the world for those who want to change it. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And watch video episodes of our in-depth show, The Real Story, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube with our partner, Breakthrough News. We can only continue our work bringing you high-quality news, analysis, and history with the support of our listeners. Connect with us and become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program and receive an invitation to participate in an exclusive monthly seminar with Brian Becker. Thank you.